hello and welcome to the soap series. I am your host, Doug. I hope everybody's having a good night tonight. Um, and tonight we also have the co- my little co-host, my little legal a- my little legal aide. I'll call you tonight <laughs> because of who we have on the show. <laughs> uh, Pam, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm very very happy for tonight's show. Oh yes, it's been a it's been a long time coming. I'm very excited to, to introduce our guest tonight, Miss Laura Lee Bell. How are you, Laura Lee? I'm doing so great. And you know, I took piano lessons for probably I don't know a couple of years, and part of the Young and Restless theme is the only song I can still play other than Chopsticks to this day. You just can't get you can't oh. get tired of that song, huh? Oh wow! <laughs> it's such a beautiful song. It's just I mean it's. You know they they've changed the the beginning you know the the pictures and stuff over years right. but they've always kept that song and is I can I can never get enough of 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 it. So how have you been? I have been good. Things are well. I've actually been great because for the past you know I did I don't know if I mean hopefully people saw these scenes that I did not too long ago with Michael Damien and I thought you know that was such fun material but I come back on air at the end of next week and I have to say like no kidding aside the month of July which I'm so glad because it's summertime and people are, you know, hopefully watching more. And it is the best stuff we have done in a really long time. I mean, it's like just it, it, the story is so well done. So I'm so proud of Maria and the writers and, and everybody. And it's, I have to say, it's like Doug's performances and everybody in there mingles and there's a lot of cricket, Phyllis, cat fight. Like it's so good coming up. So I kind of want to like, you know, beg people if, if – if they're sort of saying, oh, I just catch every other day now, you have to watch July because it's really, I wouldn't lie about this now. <laughs> it's yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah, well, we're excited. And it's all—it's—it's it's refreshing for us older generation who have been watching for decades. Um, I've been watching for almost 30 years now. And, and same with Pam. She's watched it since probably day one or so, isn't it, Pam? Have you watched uh, ever since the I beginning? I don't know, or? probably. I've watched them all, so... <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy though? When we say like thirty years, like it is fun because like don't you still feel like you're a kid? So to say that is just so bizarre. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. I'm I'm only thirty eight. I'm only thirty eight, and I I've been watching it since I was probably in my mom's navel. I can probably right. look out her navel and see it because I, love that. I just grew up. I just grew up with it. And then when the sister show came on, Bold and the Beautiful, I um I didn't watch it the first couple of years, but when the character of Sheila Carter went from mm-hmm. Young and Restless to Bull and the Beautiful is when I started watching Bull and the Beautiful. Ah, so thankfully, you like the bad guys. Oh, yeah. I'm a, yeah. I love the bad <laughs> I love the bad ones. And uh, Sheila was such a, a huge part of daytime, you know, covering two canvases and two shows. And, and so that's how I got into Bull and the Beautiful, and then I got, became addicted to that as well. So uh, That was the plan, they, uh, you know. My dad had a master plan. Of course. Yes, he did. <laughs> he, and He's he a did, genius. He did. He is a genius. And, so you have to like. Uh, I mean, yeah, sorry. Oh no, go ahead. I was going to say you have to know what's going on here tonight in real life. Trisha Cast is actually bunking in with us for two nights, and she's playing in the other room. She's playing computer games with my daughter, and she made us like her homemade turkey chili. So this is what's so funny. Like people are like, "Are you and Nina friends?" And so. Um, the answer to that is a big yes. So I just got home from uh-huh. work, and I, and I walked in, and I was like, hmm, something smells delicious, and it's so crazy. But Nina, who you wouldn't think has that cooking side to her, just made us some awesome chili. So I'll have to, tell, I'll have to like, send out on Facebook or something whether the chili was a hit or a miss, but knowing her, I'm sure it's pretty great. I, I, just, opened oh. up, I just opened up a bottle of wine, too, and I left it in the kitchen for her. And, like, one in a bazillion when you open it, the cork just crumbled. 
So oh. along with her turkey chili, it's going to be wine with a nice little layer of sediment on top. Oh. <laughs> That's what's happening over here. <laughs> I used to bartend, and I hated when that happened oh to me when God. I had to open it up. Oh my gosh! My daughter's like, here, let me help. Let me help. And I'm like, no, you're pushing it down. <laughs> like we've both worked very hard since seven in the morning for this little glass of wine, and we have to be back in tomorrow at seven in the morning with. Um, it's my. It's kind of my last day again tomorrow, but I'm I'm, I'm on all of July. But um, these good, not goodbye scenes, but like see you later scenes that I tape tomorrow with Doug Davidson are just so good. So, um, you know, I'll be I'll be alert and everything. But anyway. I'm just letting you know that that's the backdrop of what's happening here at the Bell. Well, that's Bell great Hardest because House. we we grew up with uh, Cricket and Nina, so it's, it's neat to see that Cricket and Nina in real life are hanging out having we're, a Cricket we're chili. Total, total buds. It's, it's funny because when we first met, we we could not be more different like our characters, and then as the years went on, um, we just when she you know had when she needed a place to stay, she would stay with me and then um she she lives in Nashville, and now she you know comes back and forth, and sometimes she stays stays with Jeannie. Uh, but we got lucky this time, so if she, if oh, she makes a good chili, we may be calling her every time yeah we we <laughs> have make her make sure on you the tell show. her hello i will <laughs> yeah, i will she, yeah. she knew she knew I was coming in to call, and she's like, oh my God, I love this. I love doing the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, she, she's, she was so much fun. Um, before we go back to the to the beginning, uh, what was it like to reunite with uh, Michael Damien on on screen <laughs> and off off screen? Uh, well, it was. I mean, it was great. You know, it's weird because I tend to go back and forth a bit. It's I mean, we we were together for so long and have gone through so much together. It was sort of like no time had passed by day three. But um, it was just, you know, like we, I had been asked a couple times to come back when he was there prior to this. And it just, you know, it was always going to be like in a party scene or just something that was so small. And not to say that this wasn't too small. It was it was quick. But at least we had some moments <laughs> dressed. And yes. <laughs> um, and it sort of told like a mini story that like, well, you know, even though we're living two separate lives, we'll always like have this huge first love connection and so, you know, we really wanted to make it as good as we could, and it was it was so much fun for us. And, you know, we'd be sitting on the set, and, and crew members would walk by and just be like, it's so weird to see you guys sitting there. Like, it's so freaky. And you know, I I spent so much time with him and his family, and he was so I went through, he has so many brothers and sisters. I was, like, going through everyone, like, are they still married? Do they have kids? You know, who's who's doing what? And so it was just fun. It was like a, it was like going to a, school reunion for, you know, for, yeah. you know, for a day, and it was it was great. Yeah, on our side, watching it, um, you, you, got, you know, you guys came on, and then the next scene, you guys are ripping each other's clothes off. <laughs> Us fans were like, wow, where did yeah. this come from? We did not know that. But, see, I love that at this point how I can play cricket is that she's always, she's off, and she's in Washington. She has this whole other world that we don't know about. So yeah. I love like when she comes back and makes out with Nick or rips her clothes off and sleeps with Danny only because being a playing the good girl is not easy and it it you know when people are like oh it's so boring like it is hard to to keep it in, to keep it interesting um mm-hmm. and so when she does these sort of like impulsive things I'm I'm so grateful because it sort of just shows that you know there is some depth to this like sweet girl and you know maybe she is miserable at home at night and and um, you know who knows? I mean, I just love that yeah. you don't really know her that well now, so anything goes. 
Yeah. But after that, that kind of wham-bam hot scene, the next day you guys were basically like, okay, see you later, bye. <laughs> and that, Exactly. And what was so funny is we I was in the same wardrobe. So when we're taping this, I didn't, like I had assumed I'd change clothes or something. And so as as we're joking around, I said, I can't believe that I'm in the same clothes. Like you said basically hello. We slept together and you said goodbye like in the same thing. If I, yeah. knew, if I knew you were leaving town, you know, would I have done that? You know, maybe Chris's, like, frame of mind at this point is, yeah, I would have done it because, you know what, there's nothing going on in Washington, and I, I, <laughs> I, I've I, been there and liked that with Danny, and, um, you know, he's going to be gone tomorrow. I mean, maybe for her it was just as much of, like, you know, a, just a whatever fun night, too. But clearly you can just tell that, like, if they could make it work, they they would, but they're both so business-minded and, and, you know, it just wouldn't work out now. Maybe it will work out, mm, you know, in, in December. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I like to sort of give the audience a taste of it and just, you know, not assume like they're going to be like, oh, great, Danny and Cricket are back together. Like, I'm very cautious about, like, thinking things are going to go great until I get fan feedback because, you know, I, I mean, you never know. Maybe they yeah. don't want to get Danny back together. I know everybody loves you two together. I mean, wow. I see how many people writing it in the chat room right now, how much they love you two together. So well, we, we I don't a, think we'll ever tire of that. That's very sweet. We had a great time, and I do wish it was longer. However, you know, I suppose better leave them wanting more than being like, oh, God, they're on again. So I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to look at the bright side of this situation. Yeah. Um, well, I was—I read somewhere when I was doing some research, and I really wanted to read your father's autobiography or, or biography that Michael Maloney did. And um, I, we, did, we were going to have Michael on next month, and uh, that way me and uh, Pam could read it first. So I wanted to read that before I talked to you, but unfortunately I didn't get a chance to. But I read somewhere that you were actually on Young and the Restless as a non-speaking extra when you were a little girl. I was. Was that? And so wow. what happened was, I mean, we were living in Chicago. This was certainly not my parents' intention. You know, people may think, like, oh, they pushed her into this. My mom wanted me to be a tri-delt at Northwestern more than anything in the world. And even after I started the show, she'd come up to me and say, you know, it's still never too late to go back to school and be a tri-delt. <laughs> and um, so, yes, I, I I was an extra really young. I think it was with David Hasselhoff on an airplane. And after it was over, I was like, wow, that's so fun, that's so easy. And my dad sort of took that in and thought, you know what, she didn't really get the true experience of what is accomplished in a day. Like, it is hard work, it is, um, you know, dedication and memorization and, you know, all all this stuff wrapped into one. So he waited a, a few more years and then had me do, like, what was only going to be, for sure, two days of a speaking part. And, um... I was terrified, and I saw that first day. I was horrible. Um, I couldn't even say the word model, and, you know, I can't, I can't, like, it makes me cringe whenever they show flashback scenes of even, like, Trish and I back in the day with, like, Roseville. Like, I can't, like, it, yeah. <laughs> it kills me. And what's funny is, for a while, it was, like, everywhere. Like, we'd go back to some um, show party, and it would be, like, a flashback tape, and it would be the one, like, the one scene where I would just cringe. But anyway, my first day... I did the the day with Joe at the I was in a Jabot model and it was just going to be a couple of days and it was done and I said to my dad I said you know could I if I start taking acting lessons and singing lessons do you think I could do two more days and he said well we'll think about it and we flew back to Chicago and it was sort of a we'll see and then the the two days happened again 
and then you know however however it evolved it was like i was really the only true 14 year old playing a 14 year old cuz back then it was like 22 year olds playing 14 mm-hmm. and so there was some nice mail into the the show saying it's so refreshing to have a young character because i watch it with my grandkids and they like they could see a person that they like you know God bless them. They obviously couldn't hear or see well, but they they yeah. wrote a couple people wrote a letter, and um and you know it sort of evolved like well maybe during the summer we can we should see if this worked. And my dad was you know hesitant, and he knew if it was going to take place, it would have to be something where it would teach teens something positive. And then they brought Trishan and Tom Beards, and like suddenly, you know, it just became something that yet again was going to be small and. Mm-hmm. You know, time and time again, it just it, it grew, and I got to learn on set, and you know, hopefully improve, and um, you know, it just sort of started from there. But my mom, you know, again, this was my dad was not sure, and my mom was not thrilled. But when they started building Beautiful, it just made sense that we had to make the move, and um, my character by then was sort of, you know, involved. Yeah, and it was hard because you know I wanted people to believe like I am. I'm trying to be one of you. I'm never going to see anything on the set and report to anybody like I am. I'm one of you. I'm not like a bell. And when people would come on set, I would never say my last name. I'd be like, "Hi, I'm Laura Lee," and like hope that they didn't find out right away so they wouldn't treat me any different. And, yeah. You know, as years like finally now in my like 30s and 40s, I am proud of my name and I'm proud of what my parents accomplished, but. Like back then, I was just like so working hard to prove myself and never complain about my wardrobe and always know my lines and you know um, always just stick up for the right person if there was a conflict and you know really we wouldn't talk about work at home which you know it was never it was never we would go home and watch Prices Right or Wheel of Fortune and even though we're a very <laughs> close family we weren't very talkative I think because everyone was so busy all day that we just kind of wanted to veg at night so yeah. right. So that, so, so you know, then it happened, and and my dad, you know, he was a tough critic too. Like he would, he would some days he'd say, you know, guys, how the show it was so good, and then other days he'd say, when I first started working against Michelle and the Phyllis Cricket character, he's like, come on, you gotta give it to her, you gotta give it to her. She's yeah. such a, a strong <laughs> performer, and so you know, it took me like I had to, I had to really learn that, and it's hard to get criticism from your from your parent, but I knew no one knew what they wanted more out of their characters than my dad, so. Yeah, uh, it's sort of a blessing in disguise, but it's it's an awkward situation sometimes to be in. However, you know, it was the best way for me to learn. And growing up in Chicago and watching him watch the air show and sitting at home, I would skip school, like pretend I was sick. It was terrible, but I would I would want to hear his phone call to Ed Scott back in Los Angeles because if I heard what he saw and what he wished was different or oh. or or not, like, that's how I could, I, how, how I learned from him. And I feel like, you know, in terms of, like, a producer's eye, like, I learned so much from him because I sometimes can understand what could be different about a scene that's on air, but, you know, I, I don't, I sometimes can't make that note for myself. Um, but I feel like I could give notes to other people based on just from observing him. It was so, it was so invaluable. So yeah. Did you watch yourself on TV to, to yeah, see how... I, I yeah. would always because that's how I would learn like never do that again or yeah. <laughs> or what felt like such a strong like I was saying it so strong you know this is like when I was probably early 20s sometimes I'd feel like ooh I was really strong in that scene and I'd watch it and 
it was like, you know, I could take it up like five notches and still not come off as overacting. I need to like get a backbone. And, you know, what's great is like truly the stories, you know, the like the whole thing of the date rape with Derek and, and going up against Michael Baldwin, like naturally that just was a progression of the character getting stronger and it was also mm-hmm. a, a sign for me to like not fear um, yelling on camera or being making funny like I don't I have no problem with you know waving my hands above the air or making goofy faces like I'm past all that which is which is so great to like be in such a comfort of that of our set because no one's really judging you like it's we're past that and it's it's really great so it's fun to go where and did do you like find a, your emotion in all those different scenes oh. especially like the rape scene and that. Well, it's funny you should say that because I was telling someone today, I was watching someone today who had to do a scene that was very physical, and I said, you know, the day that I had to do my date rape scene, I, I said to the actor who played Derek, like, please, please, like, grab me because if if we're if we're not doing this, like, some this has happened to people, and like, we can't not do this full out. And they said, okay, and tomorrow we're gonna put bruises on you with makeup and blah blah blah. And you know what happened? We were so into it that I didn't even I, mean, I didn't care. I was. But by the next morning, I had bruises naturally all over my arms. Mm. And so, I mean, it, it was just in the emotion. It, it was part of, you know, the struggle and the fight with him. But, like, in terms of now, like, what you'll see in July, like, it's really hard for Doug and I to do a scene without, like, always welling up with tears because we have such, like, a trust in each other. And when a scene calls for emotion, like, I don't even ever have to prepare or, like, take a second and think about something like, all I have to do is look at him. So whenever I say, like, oh, I really want to go and, you know, do a couple more episodics or, you know, try and audition for nighttime and, you know, blah, 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 and I do, I really think, like, how am I ever going to get my, you know, this, like, joy of Doug Davidson and the trust there because it comes so easily when I work with him that, you know, sometimes you take that for granted and you go out somewhere else and you look at another actor and maybe you'll get something great and maybe you'll get nothing. But with Doug, it's like every day he is in that moment. And he has a storyline coming up that's so intense that you just see how incredible he is. So yeah, I'm so glad that they're using him, uh, yeah. utilizing yeah. him. You know, you know, with bringing on uh, Peter as his son. Right. Uh, I must say, Peter is amazing. Ricky is such a creep. He does creepy so well. Very good casting, whoever does. Creepy. Like I loved that the other day when I was watching him. Like I was getting kind of like you know like fidgety and antsy in my own home. But I, but that's what. Like, I remember those days. It is like when Sheila would walk around a corner with with Lauren or something. Like, it is those those emotions when you're, like, happy that Nikki and, you know, and and um, Jack are, you know, in love, and then you're and smiling in that scene, and then you're going to this scared feel, um, feeling with Ricky in the next scene. Like, I feel like Weinar's getting into that great groove again of a lot, so many emotions mm-hmm. in one show. Mm-hmm. So stick it out with us, please. <laughs> Oh, yeah. oh, we, oh, we, we are. We, we will. We will. <laughs> I know our, you are. Our audience, our audience uh, you know, we, we, are, we, we try to negate all the negative. We don't want any – we don't like to see the negative tweets to um, right. the, the, um, to, to Y&R and to, yeah. to, you know, to the uh, Bull and the Beautiful and any of them because if they see you complaining on, Bull, on, on Twitter, you know, they, they, our show could be taken away from us. So you, yeah. even though it may be something you don't agree with or you don't like the storyline or the, the fact that an actor got let go, just say as much positive as possible because, you know, we've grown up with this. You know, you know Pam's lost two – Pam and there all the people from ABC, fans okay. lost two soaps, and that's like, you know, a tragedy, a, a loss of a family member, except it's like a cast of 30 or 40. Right. So I try okay. to preach I, 
keep yeah. it positive. I think you're so right. Today I we have an, an hour lunch break. Our lunch break is now at two o'clock. I, I call it Lenner because it's really it's, a, it's not lunch. It's not. It's like yeah. it's a weird time. But I went on. I thought okay, I'll study a little for tomorrow. And then I picked up my remote control, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I cannot find anything on any of my channels. Like, what? Like, at least you could always, even if you were kind of doing something, like you could you could see yourself and, like, you know, and see that friendly face and check in on whom, whomever. But, like, I struggled to find something to watch, and then I was watching the news, and, you know, that was after the first six minutes of traffic in L.A., like... <laughs> I just thought this is, you know, I like the news at night. I want to watch my soap right now, and there's nothing on. It was killing. No, it's I mean, either. Then I, then I, then I got onto GH. So I don't know if that was, it must have been right after because I told you earlier, like we spoke for yeah. a minute before the show. It was such a good, like, you know, I root for everybody too, and I saw like some amazing scenes on General Hospital, which I thought was the most natural and fantastic. So, yes, we cannot lose any more because truly, I don't know what I would do with another doctor or cooking show. I, I can't. No. Yeah, oh. yeah, we 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 can't either. That, that's what they have the Food Network for. I know, and that's perfect. I love Chopped. I I think it's a great show. Oh, I do too. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's one of my favorites. <laughs> so, who created yeah. the name Cricket uh, for you? So, um, okay, so again, my my character was just supposed to be on for a couple of days. So, my dad, which who never asked really my opinion on. Um, you know, what do you think of this storyline ever? I, I would get my scripts and be just as surprised. But since this was just going to be such a small thing, he said, you know, I think I'm going to give your character like a a pet name. So who, who do you know that has, has like a pet name? And I knew a girl named Lolly, and I knew a girl named Cricket, and her name was Cricket Pillman from Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, where we spent our summers. And I said, well, I know a Cricket and a Lolly. <laughs> and he said, I think I like Cricket. <laughs> And, you know, why I now love that, too, is because in the show, judging by how how you know me is what you call me, which is really, like, Danny and, and Nina would never call me anything but Cricket. Paul yeah. would only call me Chris. Um, legal people would only call me Christine. So I think, you know, it sounds so silly, but, like, that, that whole thing has kind of become a little bit important because they wrote Chris for Michael to say, and I said to Michael, I said, Danny cannot call Cricket, Chris, mm-hmm. like you can't. And then they almost made a point of it in the story with Phyllis. She's like, she, you know, she doesn't even go by Cricket anymore. So it was, it was sort of good. But that's where it started, and it's unbelievable. You know, I'll, I'll still always call myself Cricket. I guess I can't say Christine as well. I'm so yeah. Personally, I'm such a like a goofball that Christine sounds too formal for me. However, if I yeah. Christine, I wouldn't think of that. It's just how I associate with my legal wear, my legal. I yeah. Would, I, they call they call it. Um, uh, lawyer, lawyerly. <laughs> so I have lawyerly clothes, and you know when I change from what from what I wear into the studio to like putting on my business suit is night and day. I'm very yeah. different from I'm very different from her, regardless of what people think. Yeah, and uh, with with you starting out, you were a was a, was a model, and then you got into got into legal aid, uh-huh. and then you became a full fledged attorney. Um, yeah. I know it's written in the script, but how did you? Did you have to do anything extra learning to become, you know, to be able to talk that that talk of a lawyer? And you know what's so funny? I don't know what I was watching at that time. Maybe L.A. Law, or I was a huge Knott's Landing fan. Like I don't know. There was someone. There were people, obviously, shows that were on that I was watching that I thought, wow, a lawyer, such a like cool woman. She can be like strong but sexy and in these suits. I I know it was probably Ally McBeal too. Um, 
and and oh my god, I, you know, sort of be careful what you wish for. When I got my first five-page opening statement, I was just like, oh my god. But I mean, it is sort of like a muscle. Luckily, we can retain really quickly. However, I mean, I'm th- I think I can speak for m- most actors that have to learn this much at night. When you like finish for the day and start learning your next day, you know. You can. However, in life, like if I were to go see a movie tonight, if you were to ask me about that movie in a couple days, I may not remember. I have boyfriends that I don't even remember dating because (laughs) I think our brain is taught to remember and forget. Just just wash it out. (laughs) So, So anyway, it's just... You know, I don't know how I did it, and and yes, there were sometimes words that I was very unclear about. I would I would hear how they're supposed to be stated in a legal sentence, and I would just say them as strong as I could, pretending I knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> and you know, occasionally my brother would call and be like, "Oh my God, how did you pull that off?" Because you really, you know, these these calls were not often, which is, I mean, that's his brothers and sisters don't do that. So when I when they would call and say like. I saw your opening statement or something like, like, wow. Like, you know, knowing you and, like, seeing what you were just doing is so out of character for what I would do. But, um, yeah, I, have, I mean, luckily I have a very smart husband, and I'll come home and I'll be like, now what's this word, and do you say it, do you put the accent, and I'm like, do you put the oof on this syllable or this syllable? <laughs> and thanks thanks for Google now, like, I can, I can, but usually usually I'm pretty good. But there's definitely some legal words or some, like, sometimes you, like, leave out a word in legal, you know, lingo yeah. that just, does, yeah. just doesn't sound right. So, whatever. I mean, it, well, thankfully I have Christian LeBlanc to work against, and it's basically like the other, even the other day when we were working, we had really difficult speeches, and we were just rooting each other on. It's like, you get through your speech. Okay, I'm going to get through mine. You get through your. Like, it was just, it, we just sort of root root for each other and hope for the best. And thankfully, and I do, <laughs> Oh, yeah. I do, I do love the fact that the Bell family has uh, infused uh, redemption in characters, such as. Uh, Christian LeBlanc's character because he first came on and he was, you know, he dug a hole through your wall to try to get to you. Um, and then, you know, years later after he served a sentence, he's now on a, now he's the district attorney. Who knew? Who knew? I know, right? What kind of background check was that? <laughs> and um, the, and there has been redeeming qualities uh, with other with other characters over the years, and I and I and I and I enjoy that because Christian is a, he's a gem. He was a perfect uh, find for. For YNR, and uh, oh. he's, he's he's really great. Yeah. Um, now, do you get any? Do you ever say to Maria and the team, you know, this would be a good idea, or this would be a good idea for, or maybe that, maybe not do that, or any, do you have any kind of input? I mean, I really don't. Um, I I when she's asked me to come back, you know, over these like it's been back and forth a lot for the last few years, and sometimes I'll say like, well, what do you have in mind? A couple times I did say, you know what, thank you so much, but like let's just let's check back in in a couple months because you know I, I you know if it doesn't make sense if it's forced like like luckily this what you'll see starting at the end of next week my return after just you know two and a half weeks gone it, it just makes sense like it there's no question that I would come in to to help with this situation so mm-hmm. when it makes sense and it's not forced I'm I I'm all on board but when it's like right now for the sake of just you know um I, I don't know. So not not really, but she did ask me a couple things in the past two years where I have 
said, you know, I think it's a great idea, but uh, you know, I just I'm doing the webisodes, or I'm auditioning, or I'm trying to sell something. You know, I'm trying to get some other projects going, and she understands, which is great. Um, yeah. I mean, I suppose if I were to come back full time, I might suggest something, but um, you know, this is working out, I think, pretty well. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, this this thing that we're wrapping up right now, it has the potential of you know coming back again and and it would again make make total sense so so we'll see um i don't i would only say one thing could you whisper in that we need more trisha cast yeah trust me because i mean if it if it takes us needing it like we'll put her up like whatever it takes i know yeah, i thought i was so hoping that she'd be back for those that little thing with with danny because when i was sitting on the set with with you know, with Phyllis, Paul, Danny Cricket, I was just like, oh my god, if like Nina were here and even Philip could come back, like that would have been awesome. And yes, I to- listen, I totally agree. She's fantastic. Yeah, and now with Ronan back, like, it, oh, do do yeah. we know that Ronan's back? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he came. Yeah, he came back yesterday or okay. a couple days ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just it's all it's it's so it's just it's meshing so well right now. So I agree. Yeah, I good. I'm her biggest fan. She's, yeah, she's it's sleeping in my guest room. I'm her biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's bringing us And I have to something be... a little off topic here. I didn't realize when I, until I was doing some more research as well that your mom and my husband graduated from the same high school. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so great! <laughs> wow, know, I find it, you know it's it's so weird when you Small read world. something like that. You just don't even think about it, you know. Right, of all high schools in the, in the whole. United States. <laughs> yeah, amazing. even in Illinois alone, right. you know, yeah, exactly. and there it's the same school. <laughs> wow. Like, wow. <laughs> That's so neat. We've been going, you know, because of the book, we went through so many old pictures, and there's a picture in the book that I had never seen in my entire life until Michael Maloney showed it to me. I said, where did you get I've never seen this picture in my life. It's a picture of my dad typing in the foreground, and then in the background, are my two brothers at maybe age four and six, and I'm, no, they've got to be older. So maybe I'm two, and then they're six and eight. But, um, I'd, you know, I'd never seen it before. But it's so fun with her going back through her amazing career of her talk show, everything, and seeing, like, graduation pictures of my parents. It was just, it was fun to do, even if the book never you know, got finished, or and I'm so proud of Michael and my mom for for finishing it. But even it was just like for like, you know, the fun of reviewing family trees and and pictures. It was just a it was great to go over there and sit and go through pictures. But um, but yeah, it was so it was so neat to see. And I so I had to say to Michael Maloney, can you get can you get me a copy of that picture? <laughs> and it's, just, yeah. it's sweet because it says it all. Like my dad was always at home and always at the typewriter, but always there. Like would stop and joke, and he was very he was such a goofy guy. So it seems so strange that he was able to just crank out all of that material and and be at home and you know be so there for us always. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I gotta, I gotta say that I love that the like the fact that you know Cricket and Danny and Nina is coming back, and you know we had Philip back a couple years ago, which is yeah. another sad thing that yeah. we didn't, we don't get enough of him. I um, agree. But uh, also, your your banter with uh, Michelle Stafford to play Phyllis is just wonderful. I love, you know, I love the fact that 20 years later she's finally getting 
uh-huh. hers regarding trying to hit you, run you when she ran you over. And and I we lo- had a li- we had a little banter a couple of weeks ago. You can't imagine the banter we have coming up. It's it's like uh. a dream. It's a dream, like cricket Phyllis face off <laughs> for multiple, yeah. multiple days. I mean, it's not one. This is not one day. This is weeks, and it's it's pretty cold, and it's so true. It just irked Phyllis. You know, it just the, this whole thing about this unraveling is her, you know, biggest nightmare, and for. Chris, it's like or cricket. It's the biggest dream to be able to dangle something in her face and know that she's got the sort of, you know, ace <laughs> in the game. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's neat that they, you know, the the current writing team went back into history of the old writing team and brought something that really never got, you know, because sometimes there's a storylines that 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 just kind of hang and then they just disappear. And sometimes we're like, okay, why didn't somebody right. pay the price or? But this is one that's really been a big one that fans are like, hey, Phyllis, yeah. you think you're all that. Right. Well, now look at you. And such so a big one. And I love that it sort of, like, happened in, in sort of real lifetime. Like, you know, sometimes you see things on the news that, you know, 10 or 12 years later and all these mm. crime shows, they figured it out all these years later. Like, I, it's perfect that it comes out now, especially with this Paul storyline. Like, it's just, it, I'm, it just wraps around and it's just, it's a big mess for her and it's just a fun joy for cricket. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's good. It re- really is. So tell us about the the web web that you uh, were working on at yeah. um, Rodeo. Right so, right, so we have two webisodes. One is called Family Dinner, and clearly I'm a huge fan of Dr. Tim Reed, who played with mm-hmm. Phyllis, because mm-hmm. he plays my husband on the show. And we're really good friends with um, Dan Cortez, so he was in it. And, um, and then who started on our show, this cute little Max, um, our son is now on Steven Spielberg's new TNT show, so we had to we'll have to recast him. Although we've just taped a few without him, he had to go on to Steven Spielberg. Excuse me, whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, that show we we did a bunch of them, and um, it's actually in the hands of a production company now that's talking about moving it. Um, Dan wrote a half-hour pilot, so um, we're kind of oh, seeing where so that cool. goes. And then with Just Off Rodeo. Like twelve in 1999, I pitched this story, um, this show idea where um, you could, you know, watch this show. It's sort of, I mean, I sort of want it to be like it's it's written as a half an hour, so it's written as basically like a Friends show, which I know Friends comparing it to something so long ago, but everyone knows what Friends is. It's sort of like Mm -hmm. a Friends show, but in the fashion world. And so my whole thing was, you know, like back in the day, if you know Courtney Cox or or Jennifer Aniston were wearing a cute very reasonably priced outfit, how many girls, especially who live in, like, you know, smaller towns who really only have access to, like, Target or whatever, how cool would it be to, like, be able to wear what they were wearing and have it to your door, like, three days later? Um, you know, only make, like, a certain amount so it's not everywhere and, you know, completely reasonable price. And 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 so I pitched that to people so many years ago, and they were like, oh, my gosh, we love this idea, but how would – how would they get the clothes? And, like, the Internet wasn't even happening then. So they are like, we love your idea, but you, I think you're ahead of the times, which was, you know, a compliment in one way, but, like, so frustrating in another, saying, no, we can do this. Like, I, we can send it out in a box, and, like, someone could make a phone call like they do. They place orders in a magazine. So I, I had people for years coming up to me and saying, you know, that idea is getting closer, like, they're gonna. They're putting that out, and there's like a place where you can go from a show and then go over to Kmart and buy their clothes. And I said, well, it's a little different because we're we're actually not linking it to another site. It's actually like we're manufacturing the clothes 
and you never leave our site. You can buy what's underneath. Like we have bandanas right now for like $8 or $6 or something. And it's like you can watch the show and they're wearing them in their hair and right underneath the screen you click and it's there to your home in three days. So I was just like, I just, you know, I believe in this and whatever. So someone said, you know, well, it's getting closer. And I, so I thought to myself, do I never put this out and that's okay if it comes, if someone else does it, like, you know, good for them, I, you know, will I be okay? And I thought, you know what, I now have this amazing production team from Family Dinner that we could crank a couple of these out in a couple of days, and at least I can say like I did it. I have no regrets. I so we put those out, and um, you know had some some nice feedback, and won you know a couple little of these Telly Awards, which are like Webbies and you know for the internet, um, Emmys for the internet, and so same with the show. It's sort of like in it's in the hands of television people that are just sort of in limbo like everything else is with television. So I'm hoping they're moving forward. In the meantime, I you know, have a, a one-hour drama, like a one-hour soap opera, like an OC, I guess, or I don't know, like, you know, a 90210, something like that, that I'm trying to sell as well as another half-hour sitcom. So clearly my dad, like uh, when I'm out with my girlfriends and, and they're talking about like where they get their eyebrows done, I'm like thinking of a show concept. Like that's just who I am. I can't I can't stop my brain from thinking about ideas. So whether it's good or bad and whether none of, none of them really come to like huge light on on NBC at eight o'clock, I'm okay with that. Like I just can't help but writing down everything. And you know, my big joke is if ever someone says like, Okay, we bought your show, do you have any other ideas? I would pull out yeah. a drawer and be like, Oh, as a matter of fact I do <laughs> about seventeen right here, all written, all ready to go. So that's just that's just who I am. I mean, you know, I'm okay with writing them for myself and if they go somewhere great and if they don't, that's fine. But I just I can't stop I can't stop that. So I well, I'd love to see um, the same character of Rodrigo back on yeah. Just Off Rodeo. I, I, he just cracked me up. But I what's so funny is Rodrigo, it, Rodrigo I never put in the half-hour pilot, but I knew if I was going to condense these down to, um, you know, just a few minutes, like I needed some sort of quirky, crazy guy. And and so, you know, he was fantastic. I met, I was working at YNR one day and I was doing casting and they said, can you just meet a possible Rodrigo at the Grove for two seconds? And, you know, there I was at the Grove, like, not knowing who I was looking for and looking around, and then we met, and right away he just, you know, he just was great. He reminded me a lot of, like, I don't want to say, like, a tame Christian LeBlanc because Christian's never <laughs> tame, but, like, it's just that wonderful energy that you just want to be around and hear more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really liked him. I thought he just cracked me up, and I and I love that. Not only did he help the woman that actually it looked like you know she had money, but right. he also helped the woman that didn't that came right. off the street screaming, yeah. going, "Oh, I don't even think I can afford this place right. or whatever." Right. You know? He just has passion for making women look beautiful, which a lot of right. people in this town do. And you know, so many people like to like I, I this all started from I realized that everyone prefers to watch, um, the red carpet before the awards and the awards like some people may not know who won the oscar last night but they remember she wore christian dior and so i thought right. how great would it be to have like every week on your favorite show like these girls literally transform and wear 
they like look different and they're like have great wardrobe and they have different color hair and they're basically reinventing themselves every episode. And so not only hopefully would people get involved in the characters, but they'd want to see like, you know, how does Cat look this week? Oh my gosh, she has black hair this week and oh she has long purple hair this week. You know, very kind of various. <laughs> so it would be more than just the story. It would be a big like sort of visual excitement as well. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm always plugging away, but in the meantime, um, you know, I'm finishing up Y&R, and, yeah. and then I leave for a couple of weeks to go on summer vacation with my kids, so I'm bound to come up with some more ideas during oh my, <laughs> well, my lull. It runs in the family to be creative. Yeah. Us creative people are, are are never stopping. The brain never stops. Never stop. They call. Um, they like. They I'm, make this sound effect like whoosh, whoosh, <laughs> like like turning turning machines. So that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. If, I don't know if uh, a lot of fans know this, but there was a film out with a bunch of soap stars in it called Carpool Guy, and I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, but it was also a lot of fun for you to play Virginia Cooper and and um, all the different cast members from different yeah. soap operas. Yeah, and Tony Geary. Yeah. We because we traveled a little bit, and hanging out with Tony Geary was really fun. Yeah, that was a, it was a great uh great little indie film and it was a lot of fun. When I lived in LA, I uh, I got to I went into your store um just because I was like, "Oh, I wonder if I if she'll be there." You know that type of thing. Yep. And um was it, I not how, there? Was, no, you weren't there that day. You weren't there. Right. I I was I went in and I didn't want to be like that, you know, crazy stalker like, you know, one of your characters from the <laughs> show. I just wanted I just wanted to peek in cuz it was the same year that I went to the Y&R fan event. Um, I think it was oh five or oh three. I can't remember offhand. And um, and uh, you were you and uh, Tracy Beglin were the two that I, well besides Kimberly Brown, that I wanted to see really really bad in person. And um, you you two you two were not there. And I was all oh, what? So I said, well, I'll just go. I'll just go to. Uh, you no, know, I was probably um, in baby. I mean, I I say hell with with total love, but I was probably oh, yeah. in baby hell. I think <laughs> I think that is right now that you mentioned that. Yeah, it is. Um, a, a co-star of yours has actually made, made a dream come true for me. Uh, John Enos, who played Bobby Marcino, yes. um, was a customer of mine when I worked at Apple on Melrose. And um, and uh, I saw him. I looked downstairs and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's Bobby Marcino. And I was like, oh, so I, so I you know, of course, ran down there, acted real cool and calm and everything. And I was like, I just want to, <laughs> is there anything I can help you with? You know, trying to be all nonchalant like I didn't know. I just want to, I said, oh, I just want to let you know I'm a huge fan of Young Rice. I've been watching for a long, long time. And I love your current story with you and Brittany. And, and he's like, hey, well, if you want, I'll uh, let you get a tour of the set and meet the cast and see whatever's going on on the set uh, one day. And I just, well, literally I had a heart attack within my body. And um, and then um, she, uh, and then he he set it up, and my son was visiting me at the time. So me and my son, who was probably about 10 at the time, uh, we went to CBS, and we had an intern uh, get us badges, and we got to watch, uh, you know, go through the tour of the set, which was a huge dream come true, but it was also kind of eye-opening because here I thought I was just going to walk in and there's Catherine Chancellor's house. I didn't right. know that Catherine Chancellor's house because it was going to be three boards up against the wall. Isn't that crazy? I was just like, wow, that I is know. crazy. And, it's crazy. But the scenes that were up were uh, the athletic club, uh, Crimson Lights, and there was a jail cell at the time. Somebody was in jail. And so I got to see some scenes being filmed, and then they took me to wardrobe and makeup, and I saw some of the cast and makeup. And I mean, it was just, a, it was just a, one of those things that you just 
dream of and never think going to happen. Okay. By we, any we chance, was the, was the big wheel in the hallway for prices? Right? Yes, it was, and I and I and I, oh, and, I, and, I and I didn't want to. I said, Chase, come here. Chase was my son's name. I said, okay. come here. This was. He goes, oh, and he was young at that time. I was like, oh, there's the Price is Right wheel. So I went over there and I just touched it. I didn't want to like do anything to it. You know, I didn't want anything to happen to me, so I just touched it. I was like, oh my god. Then I looked into the CBS studio for the Price is Right and couldn't believe how small it is because oh, it looks so huge on the screen. So. It was it's just so an fun, though. Right I know. Now. I brought my daughter for really the first time uh, a week or two ago, and she's like, "There's the big wheel." And you know, I I, I always sort of look at it, and if if, if Plinko's ever over there, I'm like, oh, "There's Plinko." Still to this day, um, <laughs> but but it is, I mean, it's it is it's really wild. The whole thing is so yeah. wild. But, but yeah, I, I I mean, my only thing, which you sort of touched on, is when someone comes who is such, such a fan. Like there is sort of like a oh Mrs. Chancellor's house is so small, <laughs> and you know I mean there's that. But then when you see it on camera, you're like wow that's incredible how that how it transforms. So there's sort of yeah. a yin and yang. And that's so one, cool. One, I'm so glad you you got that, John Eno. Yeah, I I had no idea I'd ever get that. When I was and I'll, I'm going to tell you the story real quick before we take your fan calls. Is when I was little and, and I told the story last night on the show. Um, when I was little, I was probably like seven or eight years old, and I remember when I first started watching Young and Restless, it was when you and Nina were first on there. And I always, I always say that you and Nina, you and Trisha were on there, and um, I, I wanted to be at that age. I said I want to work for Young and Restless. I want to write for Young and Restless, and I was only like eight or nine. So I wrote a letter to Bell, to, to Bill Bell, and I don't remember exactly what it said. It's just like you know, I, dear Bill Bell, when I get older, I'm going to work on your show or something similar to that. And I didn't know the address. I just put Y and R on the envelope and put it in the mailbox like mm-hmm. Santa Claus. Yeah. And uh-huh. I just all that, and it just for me to be able to go and be on the set and then now have this talk show where I'm able to talk to the people that I've grown up with. Um, it's just like come full circle. But I didn't yeah. get it. I never got to be a writer for okay. the show though. Well, he didn't get to, you're he doing get pretty it. good, Doug. You're doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, That's incredible, you. though. Did you put your? You didn't put your return address on, so it's not like. No, I was little. Back. I think I. I think I just put Y and R on it. So the mailman oh. thought, who in the heck is Y and R? Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Claus probably has it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Some, yeah, it's in good yeah. hands somewhere. <laughs> and and they and and it came full circle and that's when I was able to visit the set. That to me was like, oh, somebody got my letter. Per yes. Se. Oh, that's the sweetest so. story ever. <laughs> really? All right, uh, Pam. Do you have anything before we take some fan calls? No, not at the moment. I think we have a lot of people on hold, so we better get some. I know. I know. We've been talking too much. I'm sorry. We're usually <laughs> done by, like, 25 pills so I can get the calls in. So let's go ahead and take some calls. Um, you met this person this weekend at the book signing. His name's Matt. He's six foot seven and red hair. He wow. signed a yes, shirt, Yes, I know Matt. who he is. Did he, wear, did he make his own shirt? Uh, hi. Yeah. yeah, I did. Oh. <laughs> I sat up on the table when you signed my I shirt. Totally, so I cool. totally remember who you are. <laughs> I, I really, my daughter even mentioned, she said, wasn't that a cool shirt? I said, yeah, he made it. You can't even get it. She's like, I want that shirt. <laughs> it was very cool. <laughs> and that was, I can't thank you enough because I have to say that I prepped my mom saying like, you know, there may not be that many people, but don't, you know, don't worry. You should just be so proud of that, you know, that you accomplished this book. But there were so many people. So thank you so much for coming. Oh, I'm I'm just glad you guys had it. And, um, yeah, she had signed my shirt at the fan event, and Colleen took a picture of Brad signing it, so it was all kind of uh, funny, cool. actually. Great. So um, it was great, and I already finished the book, too, which I had been waiting anxiously for. I loved it, and even oh, though I'm okay. a 25-year-old man, I'll admit that Chapter 20 made me cry. Oh. Um, it was <laughs> talking about your dad and stuff later yeah. on. But, um, 
Yeah, so anyways, uh, I'm, I'm totally like spacing out now that I'm talking to you. Um, so, yeah, if, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, if Christine whatever came back permanently or if her story was ever going to come to a close, would you rather her end up with Paul or, um, I was a huge Paul and Christine. <laughs> yeah. um, who would you want her to end up with, Paul or Danny uh, or someone I mean, that we haven't met yet or... Right. Now, I think it would ha- really have to be between those two. And what's what was so interesting is, like, last month really, like, being in intense stuff with with Danny. And then the minute I'm back on, I think my first air date is July 6th again. And just from the first moment, you know, Chris sees Paul, like, it's just, you know, there's, like, the adult love and then there's that kid love that is, like, the first forever love. So it's a really, really tough question. Um, I mean, I sub- I don't know. They'd, she'd have to- two totally different. <laughs> she'd, be, she'd be rocking out with the rock star, which would probably be good for her to, like, get a little chilled and, and relaxed and sort of fly by the seat of her pants more. But, <laughs> yeah, but, but in terms of just, you know, the guy that will never flake on her and will always be there, it is Paul. But um, that's just a good question. I'm really split. It's too hard for me to say. <laughs> They're both so okay, well, yeah, I, I was... Who well, would, oh, you would, you would, you would, say, you would say Paul, like, right? Well, I'm sorry? You, would you pick... You'd pick Paul? Yeah, definitely. When I was a kid, like, that was my sister, and, like, you guys were our favorite couple on this show, and then Isabella came in, and you guys never really got back together fully yeah. after that. Yeah. It felt like it was building up to it, but it never happened, so right. I've always felt that it was still kind of just hanging I Right. Well, <laughs> make, I mean, I know you. Idea. I I think you are a diehard, but please make sure you see this next month. Oh, okay. I definitely will. Okay. <laughs> definitely. Cool. So, um, well, thank you for coming. Well, thank but you. it was great to meet you. I love the book. Cool. So, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you, Matt. All right. Bye. Thanks, Doug. You're welcome. I was just thinking before we went uh, before we go on when I was telling you about my son came there. My son's name is Chase, and I named him. By Chase oh, Benson, who was played by Stephen Gregory, that's and oh, that's so and that's how I got his name. And now that he's older, uh, I mean, I'm divorced now, but his mom and I both, you know, he grew up watching us watch Young and the Restless. And when I went and told him, I said, I, you know, now he's a young adult. And he's like, Oh God, I'm named for my soap opera, I know, right? <laughs> I mean, that kind of thing. But you know, I just loved. I never heard the name Chase before. And then, of course, when you have a child, you name them something. Then you find a hundred million of them named that. I, I and know. It, and that was Chase is all over the place. But um, that's so I just great. That was so, so Young Restless yep. has really impacted me a lot. <laughs> I can tell. That's so incredible. Um, and also, it would be great somehow with the with the fact that um, you know Ricky is is back, and you know we know that he's leaving and sadly um if there's any way that you guys can nab isabella you know now that Tesper housewives is over even for a right. short little arc just to see Gosh. her back as isabella would be amazing wouldn't that be you're right i should I, yeah. she, she's always she's so sweet so yeah. i you know she i don't think she'd say like absolutely no i think she'd definitely consider it so i will put yeah. that that's a really good idea she yeah. wouldn't have lived Please on the lane for one minute <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> Help her fun some way. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. Up next is David. David, you're on. Go ahead. Hi, Laura Lee. Hey, David. How are you? I'm doing good. I followed you all all the way from the beginning. Wow. Thank you. You're very. You're too kind. (laughs) And um, I have nothing but 
respect for your dad. Um, he is, if it wasn't for your dad, um, I wouldn't have something good to watch. I remember I was about 17, 18 years old, and it was uh, 1978 or 9, and I all of a sudden my mom was saying, David, come on in. And I asked her, I said, why, what's on? says, look, this woman is going to her own funeral. Oh. And I got hooked from there. It was Catherine. Catherine, yes, I totally remember that. Was she wearing a veil, right, or something a like that? Black probably. Veil. Yeah. A black veil, yeah. A black veil, a wow. Black veil. They saw all of Genoa City thought she had died in a yep. sanitarium. Yep, I remember that. I'm sure I was pretending to be sick and stay at home that day, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, and that's the first. That's my first view of Young and the Restless, and I've never stopped since. Isn't that great? And isn't stopped. it amazing to still see Jeannie on? So I mean, mm-hmm. today I was today I was watching her, and she was like joking around and like full of life. Catherine Chancellor, I just I have so much respect for her. She was it's just so exciting. But yeah, when you when you think of that, you watched her back then, and that she's still on now. It's just it's so cool. It's it's just and died I how know. many other times? Oh, exactly. I have to tell you, mate, um, I must be one of the oddballs because I was probably one of the only Cricket and Scott fans. Ah. And when Scott turned out to be your brother. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad <laughs> <laughs> he was so, he, he, Peter Barton was, was so sweet. So sweet. He, I would always tease him because I didn't like tuna fish back then, and that's all he ate. And so, oh my God. so I I was like, how can you be so cute? And I like you so much, but you just smell of tuna every time I see you. <laughs> he would just crank open that can with a can opener and just start sitting there with a the fork. Ugh. And you know, I've gotten over things like that. But back then, when I was when I was a eager young teen looking at boys in a new way, that was just not cool for me. <laughs> yeah, but 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 he was the best. And yeah, I was a big fan of that too. So. I know. I hate when that happens. But cricket has had very few far-fetched storylines, or so, so that was crazy. And then it's always fun to watch John O'Hurley on like Seinfeld, or he was on one of my oh, yeah. kids' like favorite show on Nickelodeon, and I was like, that man played my father. So it's just fun where your where back you know backstories pop up and and to see who who ends up where. But I definitely miss Peter Barton. I would put up with the tuna if he came back. <laughs> I like tuna now. <laughs> well, thank you, David. Well, thank you for talking to me, Laura Thanks, Lee. And it's a pleasure meeting you. You too. Watch, watch. Thank coming you. Up. Okay. Bye. Bye. Up, up next is another Pam. Pam, you're on with Laura Lee. Go ahead. Hi, Laura Lee. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I just want to tell you, I've been writing to you for years, and congratulations on getting the Silver and Bronze Award, oh. the Telly Award. Thank you so much. I know it's fun to, you know, everyone's like, so you, you're, are you like one of the bells that doesn't have an Emmy? And I was like, but I'm the only bell that has a Telly. Family <laughs> <laughs> dinner series. I've seen every episode. Oh, thank you. I love it. Okay, good. Um, my question is, what is your favorite storyline for your character? Oh, gosh, it's so hard. I mean, what I love really about, I feel like with all my storylines, is that they were made over real time. Like, you know, I never met, like, a, 
I, when the transition, like I, I'll never forget when Doug and I were told, like Michael's leaving, and now we're going to try and make Cricket and Danny fans fall in love with Cricket and or Chris and Paul. And it was like, oh my gosh, how are we going to do that? But it took months, and you know, same with how like the little crush from Danny and Cricket led to the relationship. Like everything went through real time and going through legal aid. It felt like it did take me, you know, years to graduate and and pass the bar exam and all of that. So. I mean, I, I I do love when when Michael, I, you know, the romance stories. I would always say, like, you know, just the relationship with Paul and Danny automatically. But but going from sort of a sort of a um, cautious, you know, scared kind of young woman into like meeting Michael Baldwin and starting our law firm and sort of having to become like a, a powerful equal to his. You know, strength and security in the in the courtroom was probably like just fun to do because I sort of got to transform myself, like you know, your strength as a person. So I mean, it may be a boring answer, but it's just like I just love that nothing was really forced and nothing was just done overnight. And like I didn't meet someone and then two weeks later we're supposed to have people like like us and we're in love and now we're getting married. Like it just doesn't work that way. You can't. You really need to get to know the characters and build the story. So my, as much as I complain in the courtroom, I really I am I am glad that that my character sort of evolved into into that. So I guess it's just sort of like a period of time rather than an exact story. I also want to thank you and your family. Every year I get the, the most beautiful card, oh, the photo I'm so glad. card of the whole family with the dogs and all the kids and everybody. We are becoming quite a big group. And, you know, my nephew for the first time is, my oldest nephew is going to college. So our first thought was like, how are we ever going to get the Christmas card done? But we <laughs> we try to. We, we'll, we'll have to Photoshop him in, I suppose, but we'll do whatever it takes. <laughs> well, it's nice that you, that you guys think of your fans as sending, you know, the ones that write you guys a lot. Christmas cards. I appreciate that. It's well, you're, we're all one big family, so it's not. It's, yeah. it's the word fan to me is just. I mean, it's nice, but it, you guys are like yeah. everyone. The viewers to me are so much more. It's like, you know, we are all connected, and and we wouldn't be here without you, and you know, yeah. vice versa, and blah blah blah. So, anyway, thank yeah. you, thank you. Well, thank, thank you very you, much. Pam. It was a pleasure talking to you. You too, Pam. Take care. Have a good night. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Um, up next is one of a young, one of your younger fans. Uh, this is Enrique. Go ahead. You're on with Lorley. Hello there, Lorley. How hey. are you today? And how young are you, Enrique? Well, I'll be 21 in August. Ah, congratulations. That will be a big thing. Yes. And I would say that your father is one of my idols. He was a fantastic writer, and I loved all of his work. And he, yeah, he was a pioneer. You know, so yeah, he really... I know. It's crazy how, like, I mean, it is sad. Sometimes you do have to, like, lose someone for everyone to sort of get it just a little bit more. But, you know, now it's so clear to us. And, and so I thank you for that. And he was such a cool guy, too. So so I'm I, I'm really appreciative of that. Oh, and I, I, I'm, actually, I'm torn between uh, Chris and Paul and, and Cricket and Danny. <laughs> I'm really torn between them. But well, maybe, I, maybe, yeah. Go ahead. I kind of wish that Christine was a mother. I don't know. I just had, I kind of wanted to see that Christine was kids, like have a child and stuff. That would mean that when I leave my kids, I'd have to go to work and handle uh, yeah. babies. That's my mental break, Enrique. This is when I don't have to deal with little people crying and pouldn't oh, right. I be, be a sweet aunt or something? 
Oh, oh you are? Yeah, yeah, Chris is an ass. Yeah, I know. Yes, I know. I have. I'm sure I have. I have a little. Yes, and then I met little. Oh, what was so Daniel's? Daniel's little Daisy's little sweet girl. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I guess that would be a really big thing for her. But I think that's also what really singles her out on the show. Is like she. It's almost like she sabotages herself to be happy because she's putting work in front of everything always. Yeah. And so. You know, that's kind of... Oh, and, oh um, how is it like working with Eva Longoria? I mean, you work with, like, two kind of psychos, like Phyllis and Isabella. That was crazy. I know. Well, I have to tell, first of all, the same thing. Like, the most unflattering scenes, like that, me in the bathtub, okay? It's like, it was like her <laughs> goodbye thing. And then it was on, like, because she was on David Letterman. They, they show the oh, on David Letterman. I'm like, I look like a drowned rat. Um, but it was fun. I mean, there's even when you know it's a fake knife and uh, you're in a bathtub and it's like, you know, you're in the middle of a big soundstage, it was still freaky. And when Michelle and I had to go at it like a week ago and had to stare each other down, like there is something, because you just don't, I mean, I don't I don't have confrontations like that in my real life, so um, unless, you know, someone steals my carpool. <laughs> no, but um, I, I, it's great. I loved working with Eva. It was too short. I was probably extremely pregnant, so not feeling super confident at that time and not feeling um, like I probably did my best work, although, you know, who knows. But um, but I love playing against a, a villain because it sort of gets to up my character in terms of giving it back to them. So I, I sort of secretly live through their characters since Christine will never be, or Cricket will never be a, a bad girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. I also I love also love that um she's like in the justice department. She kind of reminds you like. Uh oh. Did we? Are you there, Rickon? Oh, what does she remind you of? Oh no. Oh, I think no, we lost him. Okay. I'm Sorry gonna wonder that. what I'm. I'm gonna wonder what he was gonna <laughs> say for but like. <laughs> 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 let, let me let me see if he's. Let me try him again. Enrique, are you there? Oh great! I'll be up. Oh, now we're, we're you're, you're gonna be up all night now, drinking your wine and, no. and yeah, right. Fish. So I have to write her own question and answer on that one. Yeah, exactly. Yep. All right. Let's uh, pick up nine seven three. Go ahead. Hello. 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 Yeah, you're, you're here. on the air. Oh, oh, hi. This is Kathy. Hi, Kathy. It's Lorelei. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, this is exciting. I'm a little nervous. That's okay. So am I. Lonely. <laughs> I really enjoy your work, and your father is an amazing man. Thank you. And really a good friend of mine lent me the book that um, Michael Maloney wrote. Mm-hmm. Even though she didn't read it yet, I just started reading it. Yep. And um, and I, of course, I flash forward to uh, the Door of the Work chapter because you'll be coming on tonight. And um, some some things that were said about you were really nice. Oh, thank you. That's like Peter Bergman wrote this is a nice thing to you. And um, I, I liked helping you um, accepted the Day Pen Emmy Award. Mm-hmm. So you, your best job for your parents was that mom and dad. Yeah, oh, yeah. I Well, I yes. they were, you know, they're the best. I, I really, yes. more so, I mean, I, I salute them in their work, but more so as, you know, as parents, they were just, 
the, what my mom had to do, uh, you know, to prepare for her talk show and what my dad had to do every day and then still at night if we had, they were always there. Like they would always, you know, yeah. answer our questions or be at dinner or whatever. So I, my mom was superwoman, so I guess, you know. I, yeah, I remember, remember watching when you got the end and you made the speech. I thought it was so touching. Thank you. Well, I hope to see you more in Young and the Rest of It's my favorite soap opera. I'm so glad. It will, I, as I've been saying tonight, if you watch in July, you'll see me almost every day. <laughs> oh, great. Great. Well, that's good. <laughs> yes. Thank well, thank you, you so much, Kathy. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, Bye-bye. Kathy. Bye. You're welcome. One of the things, one of the things that I, I miss about the, the old regime was yeah. the summertime stories uh, yeah. that, that were on every, every year. And um, one one in particular is when your mother, your on-screen mother Jessica Blair, yeah. uh, played by Rebecca, had was dying of AIDS, and yeah. that was just so. Oh my God, Th- oh. that was back in the day when, you know, AIDS was really, you know, I mean it's still a, tra- it's a tragedy, but it was like in the news a lot more. Right. And it was oh. coming out and stuff, and for it to be on on daytime was just a really big. Uh, uh, did you get a lot of? fan mail or, or even with the rape storyline, did you get any, like, buddy that said, hey, you helped me with, you know, or I, I, that could relate to it? I know. Yeah, I mean, so, so much so that uh, that's why I would always, like, say, you know, we have we have to make sure we do this right because there's nothing, I mean, first of all, here are these poor people that this happened to. Then it's got to be, nothing could be more frustrating, I would assume, than to not only have it happen to you but then watch someone portraying it and they're not, it's not accurate. So yeah. we we got a ton of mail, and I realized everyone has a different situation. So we were a little bit, you know, had a little bit of a um, easier time with that, where it wasn't so it didn't maybe have to be quite so precise. But no one would talk about things, you know. I mean, so even if if uh, you know this horrible thing had happened to people who were watching the show, I'm sure just getting it out in a letter, you know, was so therapeutic in a sense. And I would read these, and you know, I mean, it was just it was the you know, you'd feel a little bit of pressure because you felt sad, but you felt like I feel pressure to make sure I'm doing a, a good job for them, but it sounds like I'm helping them just by reading this letter and then by answering. And so, yeah, I mean, those message storylines, as hard as it was, again, to be like the good girl, um, mm-hmm. when we would get confirmation back and ratings and uh, thank yous, it made it all worthwhile. But it's interesting you should say that because as we were doing this, like, month of July, I kind of felt like it is sort of like, you know, it's, it's not really a beginning, middle, and end, but kind of is. It is like a little bit of a summer storyline, like how we used to do it. So it's it's not exactly, but if you're ever going to get close to it, it is this is that we're, we're there. So, yeah, yeah. But, I, but, I, I do remember those. Mm. And, um, I, and, and and we had so many different young talents that, you know, the, the young part of the young and restless would come in and have those, those, those different storylines. And, uh, um, and then with with the recent addition and sadly loss of Peter, who plays Ricky, I mean he is some. I hope somebody snags him up really quick yeah. because right. he is brilliant. And watching him, like we talked earlier, where we would go from a romantic scene with somebody and then to him his diabolical scene, it reminds me of old school young Rascal. Yeah, yeah. Like just, just his me. mere presence made you feel uneasy, like that quick. It was great. It was great. Yeah. Um, so do you keep uh, do you do you run into uh, people from the, you know, the older days that aren't on the show anymore, but, like, you run into them at... So Rebecca Street, we stay in contact all the time. Um, she's in oh, New wow. York right now, but 
I mean, this was, was the crazy thing was she and I were having lunch like two years ago, and I hadn't seen her in a long time, and we were having lunch, and about an hour into the lunch, she said, do you ever hear from Michael? And I said, you know what, I haven't heard from him in a while, and within 30 seconds, I got a tap on my shoulder, and it was Michael in the oh restaurant. And he's like, do you guys hang out? I was like, not only do we not see each other, we just spoke about you. Like, the whole thing was just weird. Um, So I stay in contact with her a lot. Um, Obviously, with Tim Reed, um, we're in contact a lot. Um, And I'll need to see him again on the the TV after all these years. Yeah, so so great. He's he's taping again tomorrow. Um, So he he continues on a bit. And then... Tom Beards, I, you know, we email all the time, um, and I'm trying to think who else. I mean, I just feel like I see everybody, which is great. And I'm gonna, I'm just gonna leave with a personal note about Tom Beards. When he came back from the dead, that was a huge shock for one thing. You know, that right. was a, that was a big thing. And then to find out that his character is gay mm-hmm. um, was awesome for the community. For and, and I was very, very, very thrilled to, to see that because one thing I've always wanted to see on Young and Restless that's been done on almost almost all the other shows is a gay storyline. Whether it, be, right. it doesn't have to be a front burner, but something that kids could relate. And when going back to the teen storyline, the, the teen summer storylines, I always thought it'd be cool to have a coming out storyline, whether it be for a female character or, or a male character, or just to show that life in Genoa City is just like everywhere else, and there's all yep. kinds of people and diversity. And then we've got Rafe on here, who's played by Yanni, and, uh, or Yanni, and, uh, you know, we don't ever see him anymore. And then Philip, unfortunately, is, you know, back in Australia. Right. So I really uh-huh. hope that Maria really can do it because Brad is doing it over on uh, yep. the Beautiful with, Gosh, with uh, their Danny. Air show, their air show was so good today. Yeah, it's so great. Uh, so I really hope that we can get something in there because, you know, the, 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 the LGBT community really would love to, to see that. And you may, and the show may be able to help somebody who, especially with the bullying that's going on these days and the yeah. suicides, I really think that Wine could really tap into a, a, a good gold mine right there with an audience with that. Yeah, I, I, listen, I agree with you 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. So. So, Pam, I don't pass things? many we... things on, but I'll pass. The, you can't, you've, you've given me a few wonderful ideas tonight that I, I will yeah. <laughs> get to the right person. <laughs> All right. We, we appreciate that. Um, and if, and if Enrique to... calls you back and tells you the end of his sentence, you got to somehow get that. Get that information. Oh, okay. He said, I was going to tell Laura Lee <laughs> oh. that Christine being in the Justice Department reminds me of Diane Neal and Stephanie March's ADA characters on Law & Order SVU. Ah, very cool. I would uh, like okay. to do it. I would like to do an episode of SVU, so maybe Enrique is my, my good luck term. There we <laughs> <Yeah>. go. <laughs> Pam, do you want to add anything before we let Miss Laura Lee go? Um, this is a dream come true. I thank you so much for joining us tonight and uh, would love to talk to you again in the near future. I would love it, too. I absolutely yep. would. We'll I would love to hear feedback after July. Yeah, oh, don't yeah. worry. And, and, uh, and welcome to Twitter, by the way. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Very excited a, to be in that world. Yep. It's a new concept, <laughs> and, it, and once you get into it, it's addicting. Ask Trisha. She started, and now she can't stop. Uh, right? Uh, <laughs> she's she's probably the one who doing it me. right now. She probably is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be with well, her in about so 30 seconds, so I'll let you know. All right. Well, tell, tell her, send her uh, our love for us, and uh, we'll invite you back in the fall to catch up with you, okay? Excellent. I can't thank you guys enough and to all the callers and listeners. Thank thank you so much, Laura Lee. Have a you great too. night. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Oh, what a, what a wonderful, oh, gosh. That, <laughs> hmm.
I'm kind of speechless. Can well, we have a moment of pause for a moment? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we <laughs> well, just. Well, it's like I said. I I told my family daytime royalty is going to be on tonight. You know, I've got the yeah. extra quiet. I've got to be able to concentrate. I'm nervous as it is. Maybe that's why I didn't feel good. Because you know what? My stomach stopped hurting. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. She's she's the Pepto Bismol of our show. <laughs> well, she started it, I think, maybe throughout the night. My subconscious was telling me that I was nervous to do this one, and and then after you know talking with her, you, you can see she's just like every other guest we've had, and very yeah. down to earth and very easy to talk with. So it's just because yeah, of think- her family. That where she comes yeah, from, and, yeah. and the fact that they're pioneers, and why we do what we do, and why we why us fans love the genre, is because you know uh, Bill Bell was a, is, a, is a spearhead in in the, in back in his day, and all the way up until his, his um, saddle of death. Um, but yeah, that's I cannot wait to read the book now uh, to get on that, so we can talk to you know once we talk to Michael Maloney. And um, maybe try to get Lee Bell on here with him. Uh, we can, uh, you know, dive into more of the Bell uh, dynasty. But yeah, it's uh, it was really really great to uh, to have her on and to hear her stories. And um, I didn't have any questions prepared because of my mom being in the hospital and stuff. So I hope I come across okay. Um, I yeah. was, was just so nervous, and uh, she's just so cool. And I'm excited to see what's coming up in uh, July now. I'm really excited. I know, I know. She kept saying it, so it's going to be good. You know it is. You know it's Yeah, good. there's there's going to be some good stuff. So it looks like because if you listen to what she really said, there's some courtroom scenes with with Phyllis. So that means that we think that must be Phyllis, you know, goes to trial for being run down. So that's my opinion on that. And I think that's uh going to be some interesting stuff and to see her them to have banter i love it you know just like when she came back a couple weeks ago and you bitch <laughs> and she walked yeah. by and then she came she came back in and said did you just call me a bitch um, <laughs> and uh so yeah that's that's really really exciting so i'm glad that interview is over because i was so nervous for it so i'm really really proud of I having know. her um, under our belt for another great interview. And thank you so much for the fans that were listening. If you're a new listener to our show tonight, um, I hope you enjoyed the show. You can follow us on the tw- Twitter at The Soap Series or on Facebook at uh, The Soap Series or thesoapseries.com to see our upcoming and past guests. We've had uh, probably 60 to 70 interviews, and we've, we've already got about 10 lined up for July so far. Um, so... Now, when I was talking to her about uh, Rebecca, uh, did you know who that was? Rebecca Street. She's the one that played Jessica, her mother. I didn't know if you knew. I, her name I or vaguely not. remember. I always have to look at a picture when it's been that far back to, you know, get my brain working again and say, oh yeah, 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 I remember her. Yeah, yeah. Her mom. Her mom was married to uh, John Abbott, and then um, she. I think she got AIDS from a blood transfusion. This was back in the late '80s or early '90s. And then she sadly passed away. Wow. So, um, yeah, that was. Uh, it's fun going back to her history because her history goes back to almost to the beginning, and actually right. it does because she was a silent, uh, she was a silent extra on the show before she became cricket. So that was that was really good. Um, tomorrow we have Michael O'Leary who played Dr. Rick Bauer on Guiding Light. Uh, next week we have Rebecca Herbst who plays. Elizabeth on General Hospital. Um, the week of uh, July 11th, we have Maura West uh, with some surprise guests, a little family reunion for the As the World Turns fans. Um, 
we have Ken Kirchival, who plays uh, Cliff Barnes on Dallas and has returned to the scene on Dallas TNT. Uh, Victoria Rao will be joining us on a special Saturday episode. Uh, she played Drusilla de Winters. And moving on with The Young and the Restless, on July 17th, we have Kate Linder, who has been playing Esther Valentine for as uh, as the uh, maid to the matriarch of the show, Catherine Chancellor. Uh, so that's July 17th. And then we have, on July 23rd, we have Seth Peterson from Burn Notice, which is on USA. We're still waiting to get uh, a date for the author of the Bell Bell biography, uh, Michael Maloney. Uh, we'll have him, and maybe we can get Lee Bell to join uh, if we can. And don't forget uh, our new one today that confirmed, Alisa, Alicia Minshew from All My Children on July 9th. Yes, and she played Kendall Hart. Yep. So we've added that. I just have to add it to the. I haven't added it to the list yet. So um, I'll do that now. Um, all right. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed the show. I uh, hope everybody tunes in tomorrow. You got Enlight fans. Uh, we're also working on getting. Um, we have a date, but I'm waiting for, for. We have a date for July 31st for Tina Sloan, who played Lillian Rains, and we're waiting to get Beth Chamberlain, who played her daughter Beth Rains, on July 31st as well. So. I'm trying to help you guys out with Guiding Light. I'm trying to get some of you, you know, they're kind of more, a little bit more harder to get to since they're not um, not all on, on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, we're really, 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 really would love to have a Reva Josh reunion. So I'll see what I can do about getting that done for you guys. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm excited to uh, to see how next month goes um, with all our new guest every month that we you know every month that winds down we think okay who's going to be next month and then all of a sudden bam hello look at all our guests yeah i know right so, we thought so, that july um, was going to be a slow month yeah well okay <laughs> yeah i mean we may not we're, we're not going to be on five days a week but we still got some good ones coming up so um you know the only off one is victoria Rao will be on a saturday so make sure you know realize that july 14th is a saturday um, she's going to that place for a while. <laughs> I can't think of what her email said. She's going like to uh, she's going to a, 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 a Barbados. She's going to Barbados for a week that following week. So she that's why she's doing it on a Saturday. So um, so there we go. All right. So thank you everybody for tuning in. We're gonna tune out now so I can. Uh, Go check on my mom, and we will be back tomorrow. And uh, tweet us any questions you have from Michael O'Leary to the Soap Series, at the Soap Series, and we'll be able to ask him the questions and hopefully call in. Um, so tweet us, retweet us, and shame on the Hollywood Reporter. That's all I have to say. Shame on them. Oh, I know. Definitely. Definitely. Once here, here I was just talking about, you know, speaking positive about the soaps, and then Michael Fairman links us to a, to an inter, to an article about, um, uh, the Hollywood Reporter saying, "I don't, you know, I'm not even repeat it. Uh, it's just, it's just negative comparing it's just comparing trash. the daytime it's trash. Yeah. comparing the daytime Emmys to the porn awards. I mean, that's yeah. just ridiculous. That's just awful. Yeah. No wonder they're pulling the plug. So we got to fight harder and harder and harder. So yes. everybody." Yes. Have a great night. Thank you, uh, Pam, for being here. Thank you for all the callers. There was a couple callers we couldn't get to, and I apologize because I talked a lot, but I was nervous, and I just kept talking, and I want to try to get as many historical things in as possible within the hour, and I wanted to respect her hour. So it's awesome that her and Nina, Cricket and Nina are having turkey chili right now, and 
Now I'm hungry. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Dallas is on, but I'll have to watch the replay um, at 11. I think it's on at 11, so I missed Dallas. Darn it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Hollywood Heights is on. I have to rewatch. I have to watch the replay of that yep. too. Yeah, that's on at what midnight, I believe. Yeah, 1 a.m. So, here. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Whoever tunes in, and thank you again, Pam. And thank you, and thank you to everybody. Have a good night. God bless. See you tomorrow. All righty. Bye bye. <laughs>